Welcome everybody to the 41st edition of the Metabolist 2 podcast featuring myself, Ben. And David. And today we will be discussing the most recent episode of Doctor Who, which is entitled Everybody Speaks With One Voice, Knock Knock. Who's there? Yes. <laughs> um, starring the amazing David Suchet as the yes. landlord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't turn out to be a time lord, is one of the things we had uh, speculated. We had speculated about that, given that there's mm-hmm. corsairs and etc., 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 throughout the universe. Um, I guess, I guess, in retrospect, you know, being the landlord rather than the time lord is <laughs> <laughs> it's like the least interesting of all the lords that are available. But you never know. Mm-hmm. He might have been a time lord, but you know, he ended up being spoiler alert, a little boy, really, in many ways. Yep. Well, uh, in other ways, he was a, he was pred- a creepy, predatory... He was a creepy, a creepy old man. Yeah, predatory serial killer. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Though, uh, luckily, as we were very happy to see, his serial killing ways um, had some kind of time limitation on them so that the people that you've most recently absorbed into your wooden house of evil <laughs> um, could be resurrected. Right. Um, Let go. Wh- freed. Exactly. Right. Once, Once you'd... I don't know, being eaten by your 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 wood lice. Wood lice, space. yes, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm guessing, you know, let's see. So ninety-seven, seventy-seven, fifty-seven, thirty-seven. So all six six individuals. That's that's uh, that's, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of people. people. I didn't feel very sympathetic towards them at all. <laughs> um, I I was vaguely hoping that um uh, that those people would sort of appear and we'd have like a bunch of. People from the past turn up and kind of like right. a reverse mm-hmm. weeping angel experience. Right. right. Um, but I guess that's really too complicated to kind of deal mm-hmm. with, you know, in the short time, as we've said before, the short right. time that we have to handle um, and 45 minutes of story. Well, this one didn't feel too rushed to me. Like I felt, the, I thought it felt really good, actually. The pacing was, paced. Yeah. pacing was good. Yeah. 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 It didn't try to do too much. It just set up these are Bill's mates and they're dealing with an estate agent who mm-hmm. concludes that they're too picky for the money that they have. And then this uh, predatory old man is kind of lurking out the estate agent's office <laughs> looking for his next six Pray. victims. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, do, what do you think of the writing and characterization of the students? Uh, I'm too old to know if they're accurate or not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. I was okay. really pleased to have a group of young people who, um, I mean, yeah. Well, I guess I know a little bit about students. I mean, I have a, I have a child who's a student now. Well, um, true. Uh, so As I, do I. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was really, really pleased to have a group, of, a group of young people who appeared, certainly to my ancient eyes, and ears to be relatively like I imagine young people to be. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was. I. I, I thought the writing was excellent. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I believe he's the writer of this one. He's a new one to the show. Um, yes. A man called Mike Bartlett. I hadn't been previously aware of him, but he is actually a proper playwright. He's written proper mm-hmm. plays in London and obviously knows what the hell he's doing. And yeah, I mean, pacing was excellent. You know, the usual plot holes, but I thought the acting was strong enough mm-hmm. and the plot in general was strong enough to smooth those over. Yeah, David Suchet did a very nice job. Um, the supporting cast was adequate. I don't think there's any breakout stars. This is less of a Bill-centric story, even though it's about Bill's new digs. It really featured, I think, Peter Capaldi after three weeks of kind of taking a backseat to letting Pearl Mackey develop the Bill character. This was really about more of a doctor-centric story. Right. It sort of seemed like it might have been Dr. Light going in, but then with the doctor coming out of the pantry or the there was some, servant lift. Yeah. I mean, I thought all that business of the dog doctor kind of like embarrassingly appearing, um, you know, when Bill really didn't want him around mm-hmm. and, you know, you're my granddaughter, it's my grandfather. I thought that, obviously, that's kind of nice. Yeah, no, I thought that was laying it on rather thick. If we look back to the lingering glance at Susan's picture and then back to Bill from in the pilot, and then the whole scene like uh, Bill going, yeah, that's my granddad, and the doctor going, ah, come on, father at least, please. And, you know, implying age, but then Bill goes, all right, grandfather. And then a little bit later, yeah, he's my grandfather. It seems to be really setting up. Is Bill a regeneration or something to do with Susan? Do we we have a problem with that? Uh, I don't have a problem with it. It just, um, I don't know. It's timey-wimey in that we left Bill or Susan in what the 22nd century 22nd century uh, and now she's in the 21st century so how did she find her way back through time I mean I'm mean, she is a time lady right. I mean they've got they've got ways well we never fully established that well, so this would true. be establishing it a that half she human is. time lady maybe maybe <laughs> so I mean there must be some kind of chameleon arch thing with the fob watch or something like that I to, think she doesn't really recognize herself as being a time lord because you had the whole whole scene in the TARDIS when true. Uh, you know they're talking about doing ooh you know <laughs> time lords that's hilarious you know and <laughs> and then Bill picking up on regeneration and the doctor said ah da, da, just remember time lords that's enough for now and mm-hmm. it really seems I was trying to ignore the very obvious signposting in the earlier in the pilot that right, there's right. this Bill Susan connection but. So we, so we, right? Well, I am speculating, but it seems like the evidence is now becoming more and more blatant and Mm. more and more obvious, at least for my reading. So we need to be watching out for for Bill's. Oh, Bill suddenly has a fob watch for some reason, even though she's well. Do we do we know who wouldn't have a fob watch? So yeah, do we know if chameleon arches can be in other things? Yeah. Given that they're called chameleon arches, one would assume that they've got some kind of chameleon circuitry attached to them, mm. um, which means they could probably be anything at all. Let's see if Bill has got a thing that she carries around with her all the time that she doesn't maybe need to carry around with her all the time. Right. Well, like I have earrings haven't... or hat. Mm. <laughs> 
or a Prince t-shirt. A comfy pair of sneakers or something. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen anything like that, like no, jewelry no, or a locket no, right, or anything no, right. like that. So, so we'll just have to so, see. And, so that's the that's like the missing piece, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so to, to, I mean, to go back to um, uh, to, to Capaldi, I mean, I just thought he was delightful, actually. And mm-hmm. it's it's a testament, I think, to the strength of the writing, I felt. Um, it really kind of took me back to when I was going to university. Uh-huh. And you know, my parents, who were well, actually my parents rather than my grandparents, um, mm-hmm. brought my stuff around um, mm-hmm. and that embarrassment that you have I thought that was really nicely done um, and just some really kind of subtle character stuff that's really kind of worked and so very very relatable very I mean, maybe, relatable stuff, maybe it yeah. was more of a, a, a you know a British type experience with I it just from my from my American perspective it's sort of like okay well these are probably youths of Britain they're probably emblematic or very representative I just their kids, yeah. whatever it seemed, it seemed to me more horror, horror movie trope stereotype, typical kids or young young adults. The very very tall Scots person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they had that zing on Scotland there. Always getting second. Uh, what is this? What is the Scotland? So I guess <laughs> Scotland has very bad mobile coverage. And <laughs> um, I, th- I think in parts of Scotland certainly it does. Though I have to say it's not really as bad as the mobile reception I'm getting in Seattle at the moment. Yeah. Uh, well, you would think with Microsoft and Amazon, they'd have excellent, excellent. Yeah, Jeff Bezos coverage. will be personally coming around to my house, ensuring I have good reception. But anyway. <laughs> Um, well, an- another thing, just dipping yeah. back before we move on to the Susan Bill thing, yeah. there was a line a little bit later when the uh, David Suchet, the landlord, appears after the scene of discovering the doctor in the kitchen. When they go back into the living room and they see the um, the landlord, um, Bill goes, yeah, he's my grandfather. Then the landlord says, yes, it's a heartbreaking experience to leave one's charge behind all alone in the big wide world. And the uh-huh. doctor goes, indeed. So it just seems like even the yeah. writing, it's sowing the seeds, that Bill-Susan connection. And just with, we know the Mondasian Cybermen are coming back. We do. We, we do. know that Peter Capaldi um, at He's least leaving. in 2015, told Doctor Who magazine that he really wanted to see a return of Susan. Mm-hmm. This is his last year. It's there's kind of the indulgence of doctors, of, of, of some show writers, showrunners or producers like Barry Letts with um, Pertwee with the indulgence in the Planet of Spiders, giving him what he wants. Right. 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 So right. I wonder if Peter Capaldi is suggesting quite a bit of the storylines or you know he wanted bill he wanted i think what he wanted a more street type character for his companion in this series right right and That's true. i just wonder if this is more peter capaldi ideas being dr- driven rather or or maybe it's a lead actor with the showrunner stephen moffat collaboration of you know what would you like to have oh i'd like these oh yeah i could see how that would work type of conversation going on to kind of shape what series 10 is going to be or what is part of series 10 i mean i know you've been avoiding spoilers as much as possible Um, Mm -hmm. i probably haven't been doing such such, um, so good a job um but there are certain actors returning to the show um uh one one hears that kind of implies that a lot of that might be the case um Mm -hmm. possibly but I'm not going to say because you might not know that. Though. I probably <laughs> just told you. Well, it's yes. the suspense is killing you. Mm-hmm. 
Well, should we talk about the other elephant in the room, so to speak, the vault? Uh, that really was laying on heavily. I thought that was being laid on a bit thick, actually, this week. It's like, well, just right. tell us what's in the vault already. Right. We had been very delicately hinting around it, nudging it's not, we, we know now. Um, well, I mean, Nardle is saying, see, you don't have to go to outer space to find monsters. There's plenty of things that want to kill you right on Earth. And he's looking kind of at right, the vault. Right. You get the sense that he's thinking about the wood lice. Space wood but is he actually talking about something behind the vault? Um, you know, our friend's a little bit restless. Um, you put a piano in there. When will you ever learn? <laughs> you know, so I think there's obviously somebody from the doctor's past there. Someone who can play the piano. Piano. Do we know of anyone in his past who plays the piano? Not really. Mm. Um, I mean, I suspect, the- I suspect that Count Scarleone can play the piano quite well. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like... He looks the type, yeah. um, I, and also but likes Mexican. Just... And also likes Mexican food, which I didn't yeah. realize you could get takeaway Mexican food in in Bristol. But apparently you can. <laughs> oh, maybe it's um, uh, maybe it's maybe it's salamander. <laughs> that would be uh, rescued from the void with where, uh, David from, Troughton from, from... playing the salamander, right? <laughs> oh my God! Okay, right, right. It's David Trown playing Salamander. <laughs> no, I'm guessing. I it. bet Salamander can play the piano. He looks the type of. Guy I'm I'm well. guess I'm guessing that it's yeah. going to be a multi master story coming up. You because we we've one, seen Missy, right? right? One, 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 one master playing the piano and the, uh, the and other the, master like eating some food or something like that. <laughs> so just just set the saying. Look, I know I know you miss it all, but I'm stuck here too. We're yep. both the prisoner. Yep. The doctor telling whoever is behind the wall. Behind the, he's kind of pally with. I mean, obviously yeah, he's not that pally so, with with, um, with Salamander. Yeah, so Salamander. it really seems to me like the only person that we've seen him really kind of chummy with, and that they'd both be prisoners, and that the doctor would try to be protecting or keeping away from society. We'd be the master. So the master. Uh, so so, so, so it's either yeah. going to be Eric Roberts. Or uh, John oh, Sims, right? <laughs> please, please let it be Eric Roberts. Why isn't Eric Roberts back on the show? Eric Roberts is awesome and needs to be needs to be on the show more. Um, it won't be Eric Roberts. Here's, here's the main thing that irritates me about the vault. It's one of those things, and there's a number of, of kind of fictions that I've read or seen or you know heard, um, which kind of indulges in this particular irritation, which is you have two characters who know something, right? But because they don't want us to know it, i.e. Mm-hmm. the audience, they don't ever talk about it. Right. Which is, well, you know, not, if Nardal and the Doctor are guarding the Master in, in the vault, why don't they just call the what's ever in the vault the Master? Right. The, and the reason is, is because we're not supposed to guess it yet. Because <laughs> that's our series just, arc. Yeah. That's our big mystery, this series. Exactly, exactly. But it makes, this, it makes the characters seem kind of more foolish than they are. Like, why are they kind of hedging mm-hmm. around calling something what it actually right. is? The other thing that's irritating me is actually what is Nardole's job? Uh, I know he's, you know, he's, he's he's certainly some kind of cyborg, maybe an entire android. Right. But I'm not exactly sure what he's supposed to be doing. Well, um, I think what you said previously, he seems to be the uh, guarantor of this promise. Yeah. And so that would explain why the doctor is kind of always short and annoyed or cross with him yeah so so, he, so so he's he's there not really to kind of guard the vault or anything like that even though that seems what he's mainly doing but to make sure that the doctor doesn't keeps his open promise up the vault and make friends with who is who is no i think mostly keep his promise and whatever whatever that promise whatever is. that promise is right yeah 
Yes. I mean, and I, and I guess my well, which okay, which vaguely makes sense, and I guess will probably make better sense once we know what the hell's going on. <laughs> um, my other, I, I guess, you know, relatively minor irritation is that the Doctor's been doing this for seventy years. Right. That means the the Master's already been on Earth, you know, seventy, uh, you know, thirty, forty years ago. Right. So if it is the Master, then. I don't know why are they locking him up now when I don't know yeah well I wonder if that 70 years is significant because that ties back into how long the landlord has been preying on children Ooh, maybe the woodlice maybe the space woodlice are significant well maybe they're connected somehow or maybe that just is indicative that the doctor has been really distracted for 70 years that he allowed this to happen relatively within within his neighborhood <laughs> within walking distance of where he lives right. yeah that is a really good point maybe i'm interesting mm-hmm. interesting so I and actually and actually thinking about that, I'm also a bit disappointed that um, this is just a super minor disappointment. Um, in the comic strips of the 1970s, which I'm a huge fan fan of, um, Jerry Haylock particularly, um, the Doctor had a little cottage that he lived really? in. Um, John Pertwee, yeah, he didn't really hmm. obviously didn't live in the TARDIS because the TARDIS wasn't the thing you could live in in those days. Right. So I'd love to see a return of the Doctor's cottage at mm-hmm. this point. Well, I thought the Doctor is living in his rooms at the Bristol University. He's living in his rooms at, at the University of Bristol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, but anyway, but he should have a little cottage as well. <laughs> I think that that would be that would be, yeah, that would, that be, would be nice. Sort of, re, it'd be like Sherlock Holmes, who's retired to keep bees. Exactly, to retire to look after something in mm-hmm. a vault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, um, I mean, top. I, I, I'm, I'm giving this very high marks. Actually, as oh, I said, okay. there's, the, there's, there's the usual plot holes, mm-hmm. um, but I think they are very well papered over by the cast mm-hmm. and also by the script as well. I didn't see the reveal coming um, that you know the, the, this wasn't this, this was it, the woman wasn't his daughter; it was his mother. Mm-hmm. I literally did. I did not see that coming. Okay. At all. And given the amount of time that I spend, you know, like looking for spoilers and thinking about this show, that made me very impressed because it ta- you know, there's there's very little that can surprise me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't see that coming at all, and um, and I thought it was better done. That kind of timey wimey, oh, it's another thing, um, kind of reveal. I thought was was far better handled than it's been handled on previous. Mm-hmm. Kind of previous versions of that kind of trick. I mean, I'm especially thinking of one that really bugged me, which was the um, the Doctor's daughter, where apparently it all takes place in a day, right? Etc. 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 I thought it was really well done, and mm-hmm. I know obviously that David Suchet landlord character is a mass murderer, mm-hmm. um, but you did actually feel kind of sorry for him. Mm, I did not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just i I had lost my patience with uh, well with him when. We, just, I just had lost all patience with him, and I just think of him as a horrible, evil man. <laughs> horrible, evil man. Um, oh well, again, you see, I, I, for some reason, this really kind of uh, affected my emotional centers somewhere, mm-hmm. and I, I actually felt kind of sorry for him, mm-hmm. even though he is a mass murderer. Okay. Um, um, I also thought, thought, thought the 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 kind of combination of CGI and makeup, but mainly makeup. Um, for the wooden woman, Eliza, um, was yeah, really, really, really um, uh, disturbing mm-hmm. and good in that way. I, I was found myself very disturbed by it. What I had thought when Pavel, when they had discovered Pavel, kind of stuck in the wall, yeah, I was expecting to see the 
the house residents all come out of the woodwork, so to speak, and they all had been transformed into these wooden, uh, wood lice creatures. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Okay. But I, so that that's where my surprise was, and it wasn't. It was just me trying to figure out. Well, okay, so we've had, you know, multiple sets of six young adults being. Um, devoured by this house and now we discover that Eliza is this wooden creature would we see similar you know people come out of the woodwork but no that wasn't to be and that's not a fault of the story that's just where my uh, mind was racing during the story trying to trying to work it out with the doctor and but the resolution was very you know it was a nice twist that Bill was the one that triggered the uh, revision of the doctor's thinking so right. that gave some impact to bill on the that she had in the story otherwise if she hadn't done that there really wasn't much that bill contributed to the story other than to being discovering eliza house, yeah. right yeah and that yeah. would have happened with or without bill i mean see i mean one of the things that points to me to the excellence of the story is that all the kind of mechanism that's missing um, or motivation that's missing from the woodlice, which, you know, would usually kind of bug me. And it bugged me last week when we were talking about the giant uh, magic poo-making undersea whale monster um, mm-hmm. that lives in the Thames. Um, the, the kind of like, why do woodlice do this? Where did where the woodlice come from? How did they evolve to have this power, which seems like a pretty kind of limited and not very useful power to have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I actually didn't mind any of that being missing. So, Hmm. um, and uh, again, I think that just points that that kind of tells me that, that it was really well done Mm -hmm. because I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't being bored enough during the episode to think, well, hang on, what are these woodlice up to? So do you think that's mainly just because there are, uh, less sophisticated or more insect, you know, insects we don't really uh, uh, ascribe motivations or personification to. That that might be so. Actually, that's a good point. That maybe that's one of the one of the one of the ways to paper over kind of you know motive motive motivational plot holes is kind of give give big bits of the plot to kind of dumb animals or things that you know things that are so weird and non mm-hmm. um, non human seeming that we don't kind of question their motivation that much. Right, it's sort of like, well, we didn't really question the crinoid's motivation in Seeds of Doom. That's what the crinoid does. And that's what these right. woodlice do, these um, outer like space that. woodlice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's nice. That's nice. Maybe they are, they're kind of wooden versions of crinoids. <laughs> well, in a way, yeah. Well, I guess crinoids are also wooden because wood is also plant-like. <laughs> um, but there, there, there are more specific well, kind of crinoids. Right, right. Oh wow! Okay, here's 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 my kind of fan, um, my my fan desire. We need a, we need a we need a joint episode with the Spacewood lice and the Crinoids team up. Well, would they be they'd and, be like opposed to each other because the wood lice would be devouring the Crinoid as fast as the Crinoid would be growing. No, I think they team up. I think they Symbio- team up. And symbiotic. The crinoid, crinoid takes over plant life, mm-hmm. and then the wood lice melt away the people and turn their life energy into something that then keeps something else alive. So, well, it'd be, you'd work on like a symbiotic relationship between yeah. the woodlice and the crinoid that yeah. that yeah. they would convert into a kind of a vegetative matter that, that the crinoid would something then control like as kind yeah. of zombies or something like That's that. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Right. Classic. We've got it. We've got it. <laughs> Series 11. Here we come. Series <laughs> 11. Here we go. I mean, they should totally be hiring us as, 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 as writers. We just all, we've got all the best ideas. Yeah. Oh, the there you ideas. go. Oh goodness. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, anything, anything else to well, yeah, reveal I thought, about the episode? Well, the the ending I thought was a little. I left to me the loose end. Okay, so the woodlights devour this house, and the house was a lot of stone and whatnot. But what? Ha- so we have this invasive species, literally an invasive species of these yeah. woodlights. They're going to go somewhere else. It's not like we had the brigadier coming in and mopping it and killing it and killing well, it with magic, fire. They magic themselves away in some right. way. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't understand why the house collapsed either because it's basically made of stone mm-hmm. rather than out of wood. Right. I mean, this would work a lot better in Minnesota, where all the houses are made out of wood, <laughs> uh, than in Bristol, where all the houses are made out of either bricks or stones. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, presumably the woodlice are still kind of. Kick- I mean, maybe they go dormant if they don't have a. A host, force a host or to sustain mm. a host, host or something. But I mean, it started out with four four woodlice that the young boy brought in. I'm guessing that they came somehow from <laughs> outer space. Somehow, yeah, they came from outer space. And yeah. uh, it seems to me like there needs to be some kind of extermination going in there. Yeah, maybe there's some space exterminators. Will I, arrive I did like the uh, little reference to Quincy Jones when the doctor's trying to relate to the music of today and then mm-hmm. he's trying to impress the students with that he sat in for with uh, <laughs> Quincy Jones and he just kind of got <laughs> blank blank looks that seemed <laughs> more than anything else yep yep I'm, and, I'm actually pretty sure that um uh, students of today have not heard of, of Quincy Jones, <laughs> but uh, it was, you know, here here's a missing adventure that can be filled in with if Peter Capaldi ever does big finish because when he does step in, uh, sit in with Quincy Jones, he's uh, uh, replacing the bassist who turns out to be Clard Neon Death Vorbot or something like that. So. <laughs> And the reason why he stepped in, it wasn't because he was kind of a death Vokbot. Uh, it was because he was no good. He couldn't play. So There you go. Exactly. exactly. So I can just see uh, uh, the robots of death jamming on the bass. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Another great idea for a big finish. See, come on. Come on, everyone. Uh, We're just coming out yeah. with the great ideas this evening. Well, you know, that, that just hinges on uh, Peter Capaldi being... Um, able or willing to do big finish because oh, he'll I'm, be up for it. He'll be up for it. I'm sure yeah. Nick Briggs is uh, willing already... willing to write for uh, Matt Smith and uh, Peter Capaldi and Christopher Eccleston if he ever does. Whenever he to comes come back. inside, yeah, no. which he will eventually. He well, did, he Tom Baker eventually. finally did, and unfortunately, broke. unfortunately, yeah. it was uh, too too late to team up with Liz Sladen. But uh, well, yeah. oh. Uh, speaking of Big Finish, Big Finish announced this week that Tom Baker has a new companion. I saw that. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of curious about and that. There's, uh, so, I mean, she's I... a police police woman, and she's yep. uh, slotted in between uh, Leela and Romana. So right after the invasion of time. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Should be. Uh, should be good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's great that Tom is really kind of you know at his relatively advanced age. Mm-hmm. He's kind of pulling out all the stops to. To give us give us more and more of his more and more of his of his performance, and I guess you know they really only have. Uh, I mean, they, I mean they've only got Lala Ward and uh, uh, Louise Jameson, haven't they? Really, I guess. Have they done a big finish with Tegan and? Um, no, that not that I group? not that I know of. Um, Mary Tam did record some before her passing. Yeah, yeah, but of course, I mean, of course, she's sadly also gone now. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, interesting. Maybe they just can't get that that group back in the studio together. 
Well, um, you know, maybe kind of Davison. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Okay, so this is uh, here's another question. What did you think of the next time trailers? Well, why does Nardole need a spacesuit if he's a robot? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm thinking he's more of a cyborg than a true android. Right. So he's got like lungs and things. Well, I think his brain is organic. Okay. I, all right. I, all I right. think his, I think he's his brain is organic, and so it would imply that it would need oxygen to work correctly yeah it's zombies in space it what it looks like and it looks very unsettling with the, it looked like uh, bill took her final breath in the last scene of the trailer yeah i mean she's dead i mean maybe she's going to regenerate or something maybe that's how we'll find out that she's um that she's actually susan hmm? perhaps i don't know i don't have a good good thinking of that i do think this ties back to the line in the trailers that uh, bill you're going to be exposed to the vacuum of space i think this is the episode where this happens right 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 i mean i I thought it gave rather too much away for a trailer it seemed Mm -hmm. to be basically the entire but the entire show condensed but i was wondering whether that means we have kind of more maybe there's more vault action next mm, week maybe i just want not being told about maybe i just wonder if they didn't give away a lot in the trailer if it's a big misdirection and that's also moffat misdirection is also what's making me have second thoughts about well the susan thing is becoming a little obvious to me and he's too obvious for moffat and the matt you know I guess the master is the master. Is it obvious? It. I'm sure fandom is talking about or speculating that this is the master behind the vault door. I mean, unless it's someone new, which which one would ask. Well, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it, it has to be the master. It can't really be. Can't really be anyone else. Unless, of course, it's Susan. Hmm. Mm. No. No. Now the dialogue <laughs> between the doctor and whomever is behind the vault door did not seem like a conversation that the doctor would have with Susan. No, no, you you are entirely correct. Mm-hmm. It isn't, it and is, it, yeah, I thought maybe it no. could be Davros, but he's playing fur released, and that tape requires two hands. So we obviously two hands, yeah. <laughs> rule out Davros. <laughs> it's a two-handed villain of some kind. <laughs> well, unless, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it could be uh, Missy in the slinky cat suit sprawled out on the piano playing. On top of the piano, like yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie where she sprawls out. And on to- on Fabulous top of Baker the Boys. Fabulous Baker Boys, exactly. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah. Colin and Tom. Of course. <laughs> oh, my God. There you go. There's a connection right there. <laughs> yes, we'll have uh, the sixth doctor and the fourth doctor making cameos with Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer with uh, uh, Michelle uh, Gomez. Michelle Gomez, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, much as I love Colin Baker, he's, his physique is really... But does it matter? I mean... That's I, true. I, That's true. I don't know. I would, I would really like to see Colin... Well, uh, he's probably second on my list of doctors I'd like to see. Doctors to see. Um, yeah. That haven't made a, uh, a return of some, some sort. I would really like to see a full... Uh, 45 minutes or 90 minutes with a Paul McGann story. But Colin, I, w- I think Colin would be really nice to get his. It'd be good to get Colin back in the studio, actually. And I'm sure they could find a way, you know. Well, he's... you could just even do the voice. And you can do the voice and the face you can take from out excerpt footage or, you know, who knows. I'm That's sure they, yeah, yeah. they can do all sorts of crazy stuff now with computers. I'm sure they could make it work if given enough time or yes, money. Exactly. We have 18 months to look forward to between the end of Series 10 and Series 11. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And I'm actually, you know, we're, we're kind of approaching the midway point of, of this mm-hmm. series. Dialing in. Um, of this, mm-hmm. And I, 
and I'm 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 really enjoying it actually so far. I'm I'm in, uh, this is uh, I'm enjoying this season a lot more the, the a lot more than I yeah. enjoyed the last one. That's good at this point. So, so yeah. Yeah. So good, good, good vector that we're on for four stories so far. We are on a good vector. Let's hope mm-hmm. that we keep some going up, rather than shudders to some timey wimey halt. At I did some feel point. like the story was a little less meaty um, in the story itself. It was pretty straightforward plotting. The interesting bits more had to do with series arc rather than the mystery of itself in the big old mansion with the Scooby Doo kids. Yeah, which I, which I was perfectly happy with, actually. Really, I mean, okay, I, I mean, right. the you know the kind of super high concept mm-hmm. stories, as I think, as we were saying last week, um, you know, struggle to complete themselves effectively in right, forty five minutes. Right. So you know, stories with giant mm-hmm. giant fish in eighteen and eighteen fourteen um, underneath the Thames, and there's a frost right. fair as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, struggle, I mm-hmm. think, still. Um, so I think you know, having having simpler tales. Which you know again have a uh, you know a, a slightly complex to understand backstory, but that doesn't really matter that much. Um, right. Possibly the way to go at this point. Well, it worked well within the forty-five minutes that it was allotted to, and you didn't feel like there was a lot more. It it, it didn't drag, but it didn't feel like a lot was missing. So it seemed very very perfectly paced yeah. for the forty-five minutes. Yeah, I think so. You know, so yeah. I think so. Yeah. Top marks for that. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Good. Okay. okay. Um, Close us out here, I guess. Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode 41 of the Metabilis 2 podcast. I've been David. And I have been Ben. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Goodbye.